Who never do for do? Yeah, wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch. How are you doing, everybody? Thanks for listening and thanks for being here. I am so thrilled to be connecting from like across the country with a good friend, a wonderful comic, Mr. Ken Miller. Hello, Mary. How are you, dear? Hi, Ken. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Are y'all shut down? Because we ain't really shut down in Florida. I'm traveling. I'm on the road. We don't. Florida don't care. No, Arizona is kind of like Florida West. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Kind of a similar similar idea here. Um, No, we're not quite shut down yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think next year we might go into a lockdown, but until then, I'm taking all these dates. (laughs) I'm pretty much, I've been, I've been back on the road since August. Dang, nice. Yeah, I've been back on the road since August, yeah. So you are, tell my audience a little bit about yourself. You are an accomplished, busy, professional comedian. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I've been doing comedy for 14 years now. 14 years as of November 22nd, 14 years. Um, I started here. I'm from originally from North Carolina, but I started in Orlando at Altamont Springs at a little club called the Why Not Lounge, Bonkers Comedy Club. And and I just knew I was going to be famous in like five years. Like You know how young comic is, man, because I had a, such a great set. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm about to, I'm about to be the, the next best thing. And then I came back a week later and bombed. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, man, this gonna this gonna be my jam right here. But then during the day, I also work. I work for T-Mobile, which used to be Nextel, which used to be Sprint, but it's now T-Mobile. So <laughs> I've worked for all three of them. Now I need AT&T buyers and Verizon buyers, and I've worked for all five cell phone companies. Oh my gosh, yeah, there's so much merging and unmerging uh, with the cell phone companies. But yeah, we've been working on that merger for over a year or two. So it finally went through. Yeah, I finally went through during quarantine. They snuck it under everybody. Y'all didn't even know. So snuck you've been it, able to like work, go on the road, and do it all. How do you make it all work, especially during a pandemic? Well, during a pandemic, it's easy because uh, we work from home. Yeah. So I can just take my laptop with me um, wherever I go and just said, as long as I got Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is the, is the greatest. I tell people all the time, the airplane and Wi-Fi are the two greatest inventions ever. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can go anywhere I want. I can just set up my, my workstation anywhere. Now, before quarantine, we, we could work from home some, but not a lot. But what happened was I had this manager who was so cool and she knew I was she saw me do comedy. She said, you're so funny. You, you, when you get famous, just buy me a house. So she would give me my time off anytime I needed time off to go on the road. She would change my schedule. She would fix everything for me to go on the road. So when I get famous, she's the first person I got to do something for. That is so nice. And we often think about our friends and our family for supporting us, but the people we work with for putting up with us and covering for us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a similar boat. Ken, I bought a, um, like a MiFi, like a mobile hotspot. So, mm-hmm. and that was going to be how I was going to try to do comedy in other places um, without taking too much time off of work. And then 2020 happened. And so, yeah, I'm working from home too. Um, who's your who's your cell phone carrier? Cause you know you can get you got a good you can get a good hotspot with T-Mobile if you ain't got one. I just I, like <laughs> a year and a half ago I switched to Verizon and I have a I have the MiFi the little device. yeah 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 it's the best thing. But at the same time too, when you stay in hotels, 
you know, I, if I stay in a hotel, then I'm, I'm good to go. Now, if I, most comedy condos have Wi-Fi, too. You know what I mean? But if they don't, I, you know, I got the employee phone, so I get free free hotspot on my phone. So Yeah, you need to have that reliable. Like, you can't, oh, you know, like, maybe the hotel will work. Maybe it won't today. Oh, yeah, I, I had that issue. I had that yeah. issue. I was in Greensboro staying in the extended stay for a week. And I called a guy up. I'm not even joking. I like I paid for the extra internet, like the 20 bucks for the week for the strong internet, as they call it. Yeah. And I called a dude up because I can't get it to work. And the help desk guy was like, well, can you can you just prop your door open or go in the hallway? I said, oh, bro, you want me to go? You want me to sit in the hallway? Like, hey, thanks for calling T-Mobile as people just walking past. Like, that was, what? <laughs> no, bro, I said, fix the damn internet. Like, if I paid $20, I shouldn't have to come keep calling y'all to fix my internet. Can you just go in the hall? That dude told me to prop the door open. He said, just prop the door open or, or go in the hallway. Like, oh, I'm like, bro, I'm working. I'm working. And then I have a radio show, too, so I have to call, re- record radio at night, and I need good internet. And dude was like, hey, man, just go in the hallway. And now I'm in the hallway doing this radio program. People walk. I was like, bro, how about you just give my $20 back? I would hate I to hear what would happen if, like, the toilet stopped working. He'd be like, just go in the hallway. Just go in the hallway, bro. Everybody pee in the hallway, man. It's Greensboro. That's what we do in Greensboro. <laughs> My brother lives in Greensboro or on the outside. Yeah, he probably pee in the hallway. <laughs> he doesn't have internet. <laughs> um, that is fantastic. So, I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out where we met. And I know what, at least once it was at Big Pine Comedy Festival in Flagstaff. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Did you do Asheville? No, I didn't get into that. Um, Didn't have to be Big Pine then. Big Pine. What about the North Carolina uh, Oak City? Oak City. I did Oak City there. I I did Oak City too then. Yeah, I did Oak City too. The the one last year, right? The recent one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I was like, hey, I know you. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody who did Big Pine ended up at that one too i think we all just kind of migrated over i think we all kind of because the lady that ran it was kind of she was cool she was cool and i think did she do big pine i don't remember if she was at big pine or not but well what i'm kind of learning is that like different festival producers they talk to each other and they learn from each other and they network with each other so it sometimes that can happen and if one group sees you and then it's like well we want you at this one or that one or you know it helps to for people to like recognize you i've learned Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love festivals. I mean, it's, it's only one festival that I didn't enjoy. But for the most part, all pretty much all of them festivals or competitions that I've done, I've always had a pretty good time. I miss festivals so much. Like 2019, they were happening. And now it's like. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's a good place. I mean, I met a comic. I don't know if you remember Adrian um, out of Minnesota. Like me and Adrian, like best friends now. Like we became like I I met him at Big Pound. So we what happened was we shared the, when you first get there we were in the the raggedy hotels <laughs> until we moved over to the Embassy Suites. And when I got there he was my roommate, and we we started talking about a comic that we both hated, and we said the comic's name at the same time, and we just kind of like bonded off of that. And so that night we went out, got drunk, we hung out with the two J's, Jay Whitaker and the other Jay. So many J's, Jay Washington. Oh, it was so many J's. And we hung out that night, and then me and Adrian, we weren't roommates, but we kicked it the whole time. And then when we did uh, Raleigh, I, he was in Raleigh, we kicked it in Raleigh. Man, that's my dog, man. Man, that dude, man, I would have, I swear to God, you would have thought I'd known that dude for 20 years, and we've known each other like a year or two now. That's like, that's my homie right there. That's my dog. And that's, that's how, that's what I love about festivals. You know what I mean? That like, is so cool. 
like, you're right. That's what's great about festivals is you get to hang out. Whereas, you know, when you do shows, you don't hang out that much. You're like, I'm going to go back to my hotel. I'm going to go back home. I got to work. I got to, so you don't really like hang out. But I was working at House of Comedy in Minnesota with Adrian. And I was like, how come we haven't met yet? And he was like, well, I did Big Pine. I was like, wait, I did Big Pine. And I was like, I can't believe I didn't meet you. That was the year I had just started this podcast. And I was like really busy. So finally I was looking through my pictures and I see him in the background. There's me podcasting <laughs> with like Dwayne Perkins and a couple other guys. And, and I was like, is that you back there? And he was like, yes. And I was like, I know it. I knew you were there. We were there at the same time. Yeah, yeah. He's um, cool. That's my dude. I've been trying to get him down to Florida because he says it's too cold up there for him. But like yeah. right now, we just book, they just really booking local comics. It means they ain't got to get hotels and stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the money isn't there. Because we're only at like 50% capacity. I think we might be at 70 now. But you know, if it's for a comedy club, it's still a, uh, still a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like if your room seat 100 and you get 70 people in there and you got them, you know, social distance, that's still a pretty good damn show. Yeah. If you've ever done those shows for like 10 people, you're like, hey, this is really nice. Oh, come on, man. I, I work for Bonkers Comedy Club. I've done a show for four people before yeah. in exactly. a casino. <laughs> I've been so there. Um, so I'm really glad the thing that kind of made me go, oh, yeah, Ken, I got to get you on my podcast was you were posting about and talking about the new Buffalo Wild Wings lemon pepper sauce. Like you had some strong thoughts on that. Tell yeah. me what led to that post. What did you see? What happened? So this is my thing, man. If anybody know I'm 100% black Wakanda forever. If you if you can't see the video, I'm letting you know. I know my voice may not sound like it, but I'm, I'm black as a mob. But I saw the commercial and it was like, just now I knew season flavor, lemon pepper. Like, what do you mean just now? Like black people be eat, we, black people, we've been eating lemon pepper since the since old testament. Like in the old testament, we was eating lemon pepper wings back in the old testament. I'm just I'm like, yo, how they just not? But somebody told me it's not the dry rub, it's a sauce. It's like a lemon pepper sauce. So I tried it. So I wanted to try the sauce. And I, they, they go ahead and take that off the menu. Okay, is that this the t the wing that you got for this episode? No, no, I got three wings for this episode. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I well, fat boarded it up. So you said take it off the menu. What was this? Oh, it was so. Like? It's 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 I, this thing about lemon pepper. Lemon pepper to me is a more is a dry. You know they use like their oil and then a dry rub. That's what makes the flavor. Like to me, it was like um, like they took like a, a mild sauce. And made a lemon peppery like a mild sauce, and then they put it on top. It's not like the the dry rub, because most people that like lemon pepper, they like the dry rub of the lemon pepper, not the, the lemon pepper. Or the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it was it was saucy to me, and I just I, I wasn't feeling that that the sauce of it. You know what? I'm not surprised because they also have the garlic parm as a wet sauce. Yeah. And if I think garlic parm, I think of it like brushed with butter. And then like Parmesan and garlic sprinkled on top, not like this salad dressing of a sauce. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's a better way to explain it. Explain really? it. Like a salad dressing. Yeah. But they got some other new flavors. I, I was gonna try them, but I wanted to try lemon pepper. They got a pizza wing. Which I try it because I I'll try anything, but I just I did the lemon pepper one and, and it's just not as good as wing. Wing stop has the best lemon pepper wings I agree on with the that. planet. Yeah. We ain't stop, and I mean, and not be just because Rick Ross says so. 
Uh, you know what I mean? Not because Rick Ross says so. But I will tell you this secret, but you can't can't tell nobody the secret I'm about to tell Nobody listens anyway. I, <laughs> they will once I share it. Um, six years ago, and like I said, everybody listening, I'm blackity black. Six years ago was the first time I ever tried lemon pepper wings. <laughs> True story. <laughs> hey, like I said, don't tell nobody. So what had happened was I went to pick up wings for me and my wife. At the time, she was my girlfriend. And when I went to go pick them up, I got hot wings. It's, we had a place, it's a place called My Kitchen Wings and Fish in Orlando. Very, some really good wings. Love that wing. It's a little mom and pop spot. It's in a gas station. That's how you know it's good. Oh, yeah. So I got the hot wings and I got her lemon pepper, extra lemon pepper, all flats. Because uh, the wings have to be all flats. And she gets blue cheese, I get ranch. And, and I was starving. And I opened it up, and her box was on top because she likes me to open hers up to, for the wings to be crispy. So I was like, man. And when I opened, I got a little lemon pepper on my finger, and I licked it. I was like, yo, that's good. And I ate two of her wings. So when I got back, she had like eight wings. She was like, yo, they only gave me eight. I was like, man, I don't, I don't know. I got lemon pepper sauce all on my face. I was like, I don't know, man. You need to call up there and see if they can get. She's like, "Boy, you ate my damn wings." I said, "I good. They so good." And ever and since she then, still married you? Yeah, she still married me, man. And ever since then, I've been the lemon pepper, yo. Lemon pepper and um um the Korean. I don't know if you had the the spicy Korean from Wingstop. Mm-hmm. That's my other. Those are my two favorite. Those are those those are my go tos. So you like a little sweet, a little spicy. It sounds like you like strong flavors. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is about the lemon pepper that black people like. I don't know why that's our go-to wing because it ain't even a, lemon and pepper ain't even two things you would think would go together. Well, I don't know. I'm not an expert, but I do have over a hundred episodes of this podcast. I've had a lot of wings. I've interviewed a lot of comics, a lot of friends, and I, from what I've seen, my data would say yes. Um, a lot of my black friends enjoy lemon pepper, but I do too because um, they're just good. Um, and if the place does the wing right, because in my opinion, like if you can get a dr- most dry rubs, the wings come out crispier. So they're yeah. really hot, they're crispy. And then you have this dry rub and then the lemon just kind of gets you. And then the pepper just mellows it out, you know? It's yeah. like- and then, you know, um, uh, Wingstop got the oil. So the, I, I'm assuming to get the lemon pepper to stick to it because I've been to some wing places. It's a wing place um, called Winter Circle in um, in Lakeland, and he's it's also he does comedy there as well. His his lemon pepper, his wings are, are like a breaded crispy, but with lemon pepper on top. So you know what I'm saying? Like he lemon pepper season. Yeah, and, that's, yeah, that's like a Hooters style where you bread. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't do Hooters. I don't do Hooters. Wings. It's a bit much. Like if you eat yeah. 10 or 12, you're like, oh, I'm full, I'm full, I'm kind of Yeah, full. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not, a, I, oh, the other lemon pepper, Twin Peaks. Have you, you, you ever had Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks had grilled wings with lemon pepper. Man, I slap a newborn. I would ah! legit slap a baby. I would slap a baby. And they were like, why you slap my baby? I said, for these lemon pepper grilled. Lemon pepper. I don't know. I don't know. It's just every. It's such a weird combination. Like lemon and pepper. Like you would never think somebody was like. Like somebody was in the kitchen, and they done knocked some lemon juice and pepper over on some chicken, and that was it, man. That was it. Somebody like the way I first. Um, one of the early ways I got introduced to lemon pepper. I know somebody who would put it on their popcorn. 
Hell yeah, yeah. I put it. I put it on my French fries when I get fries from Wingstop, because you know you can do you can do the, in, any of their dry rubs on top of the French fry. Oh, that's right. I never. So I put that. the lemon pepper. Yeah. I really like the ranch at Wingstop. Let me tell you something. Me and my coworkers look here. That ranch is made out of angel tears, bro. They they done took the tears of an angel and, and put that in the ranch. That ranch is the best ranch on the planet. I saw it's a TikTok legit of them making ranch. it. It's like it's like milk and mayo and spices. Like nothing crazy, nothing we don't have. Like just a bunch of their spices and either milk or is it buttermilk? I don't know, but it's good. It's the right consistency. And they cut their carrots. Their carrots are aren't like I like a fresh cut carrot. Yeah, I don't ever get the vegetables, so. Well, we need I'll to get into your wing constitution because we're kind of flirting with it right now. So let me let me ask you. I have a series of questions to figure out your wing constitution. Okay, you ready? Okay, let's do it. And this is I- your ideal situation. It doesn't have to be every time, but are you a drummy or a flat? A flat, man. <laughs> Ranch or blue cheese or nothing? Ranch. Carrot, celery, both or neither? I do celery celery so that's gonna be a cl okay and then do you prefer a dry rub or a sauced wing i like dry rub okay so i'm gonna be hard fried baked grilled or smoked oh smoked yeah i I smoke wings out of man especially since i bought a smoker and i smoke everything now I smoke everything. I, I'm always barbecuing. I'm always. It's comedians that bring a rack of ribs over here for me to smoke for them to pick up later. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. your favorite thing to smoke? Ribs. Ribs. Ribs are my favorite. This is the thing about me. I go through phases. So we got an Instapot for a wedding gift. Mm-hmm. So for like two months, I was pressure cooking everything. Yeah. Then when we got done with that, we have a roaster. I, I was roasting everything in this roaster for like three months. And then when quarantine hit, I think in May, I went and bought the um, smoker in May from Lowe's. I had a gift card. And I, for, yeah, yeah, it was before Father's Day. I went and bought it. Bought it and then um, since then, I smoked brisket. I smoked, I, smoked two tur- I smoked turkey for Thanksgiving in it. I smoked the chicken, ribs, um, a poor pork. I will never do that again. That damn thing took 11 hours. It yeah, man, like, poor pork take, take forever. It take forever to the point where I put it in the oven. I end up putting it in the oven. Yeah. It took so long. Like it took so long. I said, man, I can't do this. This is taking like way too long. Brisket is my favorite thing. In the the thing about brisket is I gotta learn how to cook it because every time I cook it, it's so tough. Mm. And, and uh, I don't know, you know Dave Williamson, right? That's Comedian. who I was just thinking about. Yeah, Dave. Dave, I, I've it. been trying to go. He had, he had a pile. I don't know if he still has. He has a barbecue podcast. And every time I want to go on, I can't because he records the same night I record my radio show. And I'm like, man, I would love to come on and so you can teach me how to do brisket because bris- my my wife loves brisket because she doesn't do pork, so she likes brisket and beef ribs. So I, every time I do a brisket, it is the t- it's so tough, man. I'm he like, oh. He has a really good video he just posted on his Instagram. Um, and he was starting from scratch with the brisket, trimming it down. Um, but yeah, that one's a long time too. Um, but yeah. I was and I don't get a big one though, because it's just me and her. Uh, so true. I try to get one that's like, you know, three or four pounds. Yeah. You know, he, he cooking, 
He cooking the one that Fred Flintstone put on the car and the car flipped over. He yeah. cooking one of them briskets. I don't want I don't need a brisket that I don't need a brisket that's gonna flip the Corolla over. I just bought the Corolla. I don't want the Corolla <laughs> to, to flip over. It's my new car. I don't need the it to flip. Are pretty quick then on the smoker. Yeah, I've done wings. Wings came out really good. I got a recipe from Masterbuilt is who I have the smoker through. And so I used their recipe and it was it was really good. Chicken. The thing about chicken is chicken is weird because the skin will be rubbery. So you have to cook it at a high temperature first. According to what I've read, you cook at a high temperature first to get the skin crispy and then you bring it down low to cook the inside. And I was cooking it at the same temperature the whole time. So the skin was like it was rubbery. It still tastes good because of the seasoning and stuff, but the skin was just was super rubbery to me. And then the next time I did it, I cooked it on high and then went low. So it really, I mean, there is so much trial and error when it comes to some of these. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's yeah, hard yeah. People, you put yeah. so much into it, and if it doesn't come out, you're like, no. Yeah, you're like, nah, I'm still gonna eat it. <laughs> yeah, you might appreciate oh, this. I made um like chicken and dumplings this week. Ooh. Um, which is like my grandma from North Carolina used to make that all the time. And then with the extra dough, I was like, I'm going to make biscuits. And I guess I make biscuits now. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm telling you so much stuff. The thing about that's why I always hate, hate people to ask questions. Hey, how you do this? How you do that? It's Google. It's Google everything, bro. The other day, what did I cook the other day? I, in the roaster, I wanted to put a, a actual, um, uh, what was it? Um it was a, a chunk of meat. I can't remember what it was. Like a, it was like a chuck roast or pot roast or something like that. So I looked up a recipe. Like I looked up how to roast a, in the roast. It's a Bella, one of the Bella roasters. And I put a roast in there with some potatoes, some carrots, some celery and onions, two cups of beef broth and two cubes of beef bouillon. Man, I cooked that joint for two hours, came out, sliced it, then let it sit in there so the meat can get juicier. Man, it took me two and a half hours. Cause all I did was Google a recipe. That's, that's all I did. I Google, man. Like I love oxtails. I just Google. I Google a recipe. No, I was. I'm in a Facebook group, the Soul Food group, and somebody posted the recipe. I said I'm making that, and yeah. I made like seven pounds of oxtail. It, it's like a hundred dollars. Really? But I mean, yeah, your yeah, oxtails are stupid expensive. Yeah, I saw something with oxtail recently, and I can't remember what it was, but they just they just threw it on a. I don't, I don't remember, but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Oxtails like, are crazy expensive, man, but they're so good. You know, is you just have to just don't be afraid. Like, if you want to make something, follow the recipe or look something yeah, up. Yeah, that's it. It's seriously like that look, simple. I like to look for two or three recipes and go, okay, what are the common things that they're saying? Like, the yeah, 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 yeah. And then I might make adjustments, but yeah. So, yeah. Okay, last question for the wing constitution How many wings can you eat? Oh, 10. I'm done at 10. I hey man, I'm 10, 10 wings. I'm like, look, dog, I'm taking the rest of these home. <laughs> 10 is it for me. I don't okay. go past 10. That's pretty modest. Um, so I was trying to make like this personality test. So you are an FRCL DS10 is like your personality trait. You can put that on your profiles so people know what kind of person you are. Okay. <laughs> Um, but also it's like if your wife it sounds like your wife likes flats too she she likes flat she likes lemon pepper she's blue cheese she doesn't really do the vegetables mm -hmm. she doesn't really do the vegetables at all it'll be yeah. celery in there but she won't do it so like there might be some conflict there with you both liking flats like the perfect you know couples are flat and drummy so you can share 
you know, a, a couple dozen. Yeah, that's why we just get two separate orders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we get all flat. Now, if drums come out, I'll still eat them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I still eat them. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I worked at a chicken and fish restaurant in high school. Called, it was called Parker Brothers Chicken and Fish. And I was 16. And you know, Nerd Kalana, you got the law where, hey, he's 16. He got to be out work by nine. Yeah. But I was working till like 1130. And then the guy trusted me with the key. So on Sundays, which was church day, you know, I would go there, open the store up, and we were closed on Sundays. And I would cook almost 800 to 1,000 wings, wings and drummers every Sunday. And churches would come and pick their wings up. And not me. I'm just a 16-year-old kid. Hey, here goes your 100 wings. Here's your 200 wings. Here's your, make sure you bring our thing back. Here's your, because we had these little great things. Public, but open for catering. Yeah, that's yeah. Open for open for churches. If a church wanted a uh, hundred or two hundred wings for an event, I would be there ten o'clock in the morning, heat the things up, count the wings out, drop them, cook them. You were like oh. a responsible young businessman. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, man. Hey, my mom. Hey, my mama made us pay rent, so I yeah, had to go to work. You earned <laughs> that. What kind of flavors of wings did the churches order? Uh, it was just it was just chicken, just regular old chicken. There wasn't no, it was nothing. There was no flavor wings there. So we did chicken. We did like you know breast wings, thighs, you know whatever. Gotcha. And and we did seafood, you know trout. Yeah, we did trout, shrimp, oysters. But on but we didn't sell the wingettes and drumettes during the weekdays. We only sold them to churches on Sunday. Uh-huh. So it was and whatever. And he had a secret, you know, recipe. It wasn't a secret. It was a bag in the back. We cut the bag open and dumped it in. Like he's like, "Don't tell anybody our secret." Yo, Mister, it was called. Matter of fact, it was called Parker Brothers Chicken and Fish. He already stole the name from Parker Brothers. So yeah, <laughs> the name was already damn stolen. So you just cut the bag open and you dumped the bag in, and it was like you know some flour, some salt, peppers, you know all the all the other blends of stuff. And then uh, yeah, man, if if you know anybody from Greensboro from eighty five to two thousand. They know about Parker Brothers Chicken and Fish. They know, like, like, yeah. Okay, this might seem a little random, but I just, I'm kind of curious. Did they have good tartar sauce at Parker Brothers? Yeah, Chicken? yeah, good tartar sauce. Uh, our, our signature thing, funny you say that, was potato wedges. We would cut long t- wedges up, potato wedges. We season them in the same flour that the chicken was seasoned in, and we would drop them. And people, they would call it a tub of taters. And that thing was like that. It, it, it was like five pounds of potato wedges. And it was like five pounds. But, but my favorite thing about it is I, I lived in the hood. So I would get off work at like 1130 or midnight and I would walk home. But when I walked home, I would walk home with 12 meals. So I would hand get a drug dealer's food so they wouldn't do nothing to me. So they called me the chick, chicken chicken man. Oh, here come chicken man. So I had to just so I can get home safe. I would always have extra food to hand out so I get to the house safe. But they they made, even the nights I didn't have chicken, like, it's all good. Get us tomorrow. But nothing ever happened to me. So it was all good. So yeah, man. So shout out to Parker Brothers and Chicken and Fish, my first ever job. Before you know, I went to the military. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about that. But that is it's so cute and sad. But it's also, it's that, um, I feel like that is kind of true with, with a comic of um, you're, you're doing what needs to be done. You're making friends. You're making fans any way you can. You know, yeah. you've probably had hostile audiences. You win them over one way, whether it's with your, the meals or just like your personality, your jokes, you know, like 
um, it sounds like a similar trait that you've probably taken. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Yeah, I think, man, I did a comedy show the day after the election. The day, and I am the only black person in this whole room. And it was in like, the dude didn't even tell us where it really was. We get there and it's like a trailer. It was supposed to be a golf community, but it was like a manufactured home yeah. golf community. And and I get there and um, I'm with another comic named Mike Hurley. And he's, you know, he's also, he's also liberal. And, um, you know, we're riding through and it's, you know, it's the community where everybody drives their golf carts and there's Trump yeah. flags and everything. And I was like, I'm going to go first. And we were co-head and I said, I'm going to go first because he had merch to sell and I wanted to get back. And I was like, I'm going to go first. You know what I mean? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to break the ice. And the guy that introduced us got up and he's like, hey, I just want to say, you know, you know, it's a bad, bad time in America right now. And, and, you know, a lot of people, we know we lost the COVID and all this. And then he's like, all right, Ken Miller. And then I come up and they're like, I know who he voted for. But I opened up, you know, they talked about death and so I opened up with a joke I just wrote about my mom passing away so to break the ice you know what I mean and when I did that joke I got him you know what I mean because I'm letting y'all know hey man no matter who you voted for what you do whatever color you are we, we all lost somebody you know what I mean we, we're all going through something right now but so let's just take this hour and a half and then have a good time and then once I got him I ate him up. I reeled him in, and then I, I did good and he brought the next comedian up and then I walked out I'm like I voted for Biden and then I ran Okay, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. <laughs> no, that is so good. That is so good. And it kind of just shows, one, how you're just, you're, you're above it. You're better than that. Like, yeah. and comedy is better than that. Like, it's better than that. It's better than that. Yeah, you don't need to go there. And you're proving to them that we have more in common than we have different. And yeah. like, I, I don't know. It is that's so good. And it, yeah. And, and, and that's the thing about comedy. I, I tell people all the time when I used to run a show, or anytime I host a show, if I walk in, you know, as comments, you can feel that energy. You're like, ah, oh, this crowd a little, they're okay, let me. And I always start off like, hey, man, I don't care how your day went today. Whatever bad you happen, let's put this away. We got a 90 minute comedy show. We're just going to enjoy ourselves. Let's forget everything that's going on outside. Let's keep our table talk down, cell phones on vibrate. That's how I host. Mm -hmm. I always open the show up like that just to get them in the mindset, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, like we read a comedy show. Let's not, you know, let's not be, you know, oh, this guy said something about Trump. Let me go off. This guy said something about Biden. Let me go off. Hey, hey it's 90 minutes of comedy. Just it was it funny? Then that's all. No, I don't care if it's your candidate or not your candidate. Was the damn joke funny? At the end of the day, was the joke funny? Yeah. If it was funny, enjoy it. it no matter if they talk about whoever they're talking about. If it was a good joke, enjoy the damn joke, man. And then you can be mad when the show over. <laughs> Right, go back to being yourself after this. Um, that is what's so nice and pure about comedy. Good for you. Yeah. Um, where uh, you've accomplished a lot. I mean, I, I've, I've been following you on Facebook since I met you at Big Pine, but like you've won contests and you've had a lot of good opportunities. What's been your favorite opportunity? What's meant the most to you in comedy? In comedy, oh, two things. I won Steve Harvey, um, the Steve Harvey competition, um, beating out like it had to be a five, six hundred, maybe a thousand comedians worldwide. It was like a lot of comics. I mean, it was worldwide. It wasn't just here. It was worldwide because the guy that actually won the voting was uh, from Africa. He's a he from, wow. from I think either South Africa or Botswana. But the guy that actually won the voting where you had to vote, Steve Harvey actually picked me. 
like he he said my name in the video and it's so funny i i, I tell this story all the time so this is how i found out you remember akeem right akeem woods yeah akeem was at big pine so I, I I fly into Albany, New York. I'm featuring that weekend at the Albany Funny Bone. I just got a brand new cell phone. So I'm trying to get all my stuff to work. I got to get an Uber. I, my Uber app isn't working. So I have to go to the website. I don't remember my password. Like, it's just that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just having that day. And so I'm at the airport trying to get to the hotel. It's an hour before the show starts. I, I finally get to the hotel 45 minutes before the show starts. It's 20 degrees. I just flew in from Florida. It's 20 degrees. Oh, no. So I get dressed. I take a shower, quick shower. I get dressed. I got a, a big jacket, everything on. I have to walk to the comedy club, which isn't far. It's like right across the parking lot from the hotel. And I get there and I got a new phone. I got the Samsung. I had a Samsung Note 10. And it doesn't have an auxiliary port for my square to sell merch. Oh. So I had to go to Best Buy and get an adapter. So I'm in Best Buy looking for adapter and Akeem Woods calls me and he says, bruh, you won. I said, won what? He said, you won the Steve Harvey. I said, how the fuck do you know? He said, it's on your Facebook. Everybody posting about it. He said it on Instagram. I was like, what? So I'm like teary eyed because I don't believe him. First of all, yeah. I go to Steve Harvey's Instagram. His people didn't even hit me up. Like I had to find out by his Instagram, <laughs> but he they 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 tagged me in it. But I had been traveling all day. Yeah. Like I had I had been through the airports. I just had had, and I mean it had been up for three hours. Like if I had won this thing three hours ago, I didn't even know. So I called my wife. I'm like, baby, we won. She's like, won what? Yeah. <laughs> I said the Steve Harvey thing. She crying. I'm crying. At that time, the show had started. And I'm featuring, so I have to run from Best Buy. I don't know if you ever done any of the Funny Bones. They're always in a mall. Yeah. They're I'm always in some mall. Place. Yeah, they're always in the mall. So I'm running to the thing. The host, the manager's looking for me like, wait, where are you? We look, I said, oh my God, oh my God. I just won the Steve Harvey stand-up thing. And I showed her the video. The manager at the Funny Bone starts crying. So I run on stage. I still got my jacket on. Like I'm like, they're announcing me. I'm, I'm, I got my jacket on and I do my set. And um, 25 minutes go by and I'm done featuring. I'm just like, I don't even know what the hell I set up here. But I want y'all to know, I just got handpicked by Steve Harvey. I, I beat out a thousand comedians worldwide. I don't know what the hell just happened. And they stood up and gave me a standing ovation. Oh, my God. And, and, and that, it felt good. It felt so good, man. Like, I, I, I called my mama. My mama was like, oh, you can buy me a house now. Apparently, she don't know how competitions work. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, I call up my friends, you know, and, and you, ha I had some hate in the comments. You know, it's always somebody in the comments. Well, I don't think he's funny. So and so should have won. You know that that always happens. So in comedy, that would be my number one. And then my number two would be um when I finally won Florida's funniest. Yeah. It took me three years. I finished second place like th two years in a row, and I finally won Florida's funniest. And then my first TV credit was a show called Nick Mom. Um, it was on Nick Jr. It was supposed to be like a comedy show for moms. And, um, but then they start putting dads on it too. Yeah. And I never forget the night I auditioned, uh, I auditioned and the set went well. I probably had the best set of the night and I got wasted. I was done. I, I was like fifth and it was like 15 comics. I was done. So I was drinking. I was so drunk. And a guy comes to me and says, you was funny. I said, bro, you was funny too. I hope you get picked by the show. He says, I'm the, I'm the producer. I was like, oh, God, I'm so sad. And so in my head, I'm like, yo, he's not going to pick me. I said, I'm drunk. He probably like, this drunk asshole. And then two weeks later, I got a call from him. <laughs> no, 
I love about your these moments. Like it, they are so special, but um, I think like when they happen, you go, you automatically think about like all of the hard work, all of the, yeah. you know, the things that didn't work out, all of the trouble, all of the hating comments. It's like, it all comes together in this peak of like, just enjoy your moment because you've earned enjoy that your moment and, and not, and, and don't even, you know what? I've gotten to the point where I, I, I used to be, I'm, I, 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 I share this with a lot of people, especially young black men. I started going to therapy um, because dealing with a, a, like your childhood traumas and dealing with um, um, trying to make everybody happy. And, and I realized or what people said about me, oh my God, it's going to, you know, I got to the point where I was just like, you know what, man, let, let them be mad. I, I already won. You can, be, you can hate all you want in the comments. He ain't going to take it back. I already won. You know what I mean? Like, what, do you, what, do you, what is there to do? You know what I mean? So I, I've, I'm trying to come to the point, man, um, like even like three, four weeks ago, you know, I grew up in the church, but I kind of got out of it. But I, I got saved a couple weeks ago. So I'm just trying to just be a better person. You know what I mean? Like, and not let stupid stuff like that because stuff like that, I used to, man, I pop, man, yeah. you know how I many fights I done been at at open mics? I done fought a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a super, I'm a, I used to be a violent dude, but I just, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm number eight of 11 kids. I grew up in the projects. We yeah. just, that's just who we were. We, you know, we, we settled. My mom was like, oh, he said something to you. Well, what you going to do? I'm about to go whoop ass or get my ass kicked. Most of the time I got beat up. I got beat up right. most of the time. I'm, yeah, I'm like eight and 300 in fights. Yeah. But, you know, that's really powerful though. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I think other people need to hear that too. Like, um, you know, how therapy has helped them or church has it helped helps. them. Yeah, and it helps. Changing to try to be a, a better person. I thank you for saying that. Sometimes yeah, it helps, know. man. I, and I try to talk every, especially, um, and I know I keep saying black, but I'm only saying okay. it cause I'm black. Yeah. Um, especially young black men. I try to tell them all the time, man, the childhood trauma of, you know, people think whooping your kid is, it's, it's good for them. And they don't understand the trauma and the PTSD you get from that. Um, young black men dealing with the police in their neighborhood, young black men dealing with poverty, young black men dealing with, you know, injustice, just all the things that you deal with as a young black man that you don't understand follows you as you get older. So now you, you hold this grudge, you hold this anger, you got this animosity, you have, you know, all these things that, you know, growing up without a father. So you see a lot of young black men who grow up without fathers have kids and then don't take care of their kids. You know what I'm saying? Like the ch childhood traumas you go through. I don't think a lot of people understand that sitting down on somebody's couch and talking to them about it and then trying to get some help to figure out how to become a better person. And, and then you look back on it and you be like, man, I was an asshole. <laughs> like, like, damn, why did I say that? Why did I do that? Like, and then the people you hurt along the way that, you know, may have, may forgive you. They may have forgiven you, but then they may, then their life may be messed up because of some dumb shit you did to them because of your childhood traumas. You know what I mean? So I, I tell every, especially young black man, man, if you can give, you go sit on somebody's couch once a month, man, I'm all for it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You're you're leading by example, and you're you're, you're helping people. That's powerful. That's all right, man. I try. I try. So, Ken, hypothetically, if you could have a night like at um, okay, so, <laughs> this is a new segment. <laughs> okay, if you could have a wing night at a venue, and you can pick 
the, the entertainment, the, you know, a wing special, a type of wing, you know, the amount, the dollar amount, the drink special, what, all of it, whatever, this, whatever you want. What would your wing night look like? What entertainment, oh, food, the drink, okay. what would it be? Uh, that's, that's, that's easy. All right. So, um, you know how people, you know how places called wings and things? Yes. Okay. Wings and Ken, right? Wings and Ken, <laughs> a night, a night of comedy and music. So we got, I got Dave Chappelle hosting. They should be hosting, but all the music is 90s R&B and hip hop. So I got like Bad Boy, I got Jodeci, I got Boys to Me, I got all these goose, Mary J. Blige performing, and it's all you can eat wings, you know what I'm saying? All you can eat wings, um, whatever. we'll have different flavor stations, we won't have the wet lemon peppers, you're going to get dry, but is they going to be all flats, we're going to get some ranch from Wingstop. And then you're going to have a room that you can have a whiskey tasting. And then you're going to have a room where you can go and smoke cigars because those are all my three favorites. So I got I got I got 90s hip four favorites. I got nine, five favorites. My favorite comic. I got 90s music. I got some flats, lemon pepper. I got some cigars and whiskey. Man, come on. Come on. Who ain't coming to this party? That is so perfect. Who ain't coming to this party, man? You Come have on. To dress up though, because I feel like with that. No, nah, no, nah, man. It's nineties. You dress like you got dress like in the nineties. You gotta be a nineties outfit. You wear, you wear you wear a big cross coat. You wear a big jersey if you want to. Big <laughs> a big throwback jersey. Oh my god, I love that. So, what year did you graduate high school? Nineteen ninety-five, class of ninety-five, worldly pride. I graduated ninety-six, so we've got the same, uh, yeah. you know perspective on the that on those yeah 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 bad boy was our bad boy was our um our music man bad boy and and tevin campbell and boys to men that was that was our that was our time man that was our time man um oh my gosh this has been so much fun to wrap things up ken what do you want what's on your vision board you know let's say assuming the world get back gets back to normal what do you want in the next like one to three years short term what would you like to happen um my my main goal is to have every time i email a booker they reply back with dates (laughs) i'm super i'm really that simple i am a role comic I realize that, you know what I mean? If if something happened for me for TV, it happens, movies, it happens. At the end of the day, I am a role comic. I like a I like a, 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 a small, intimate venue with 250, 300 people, a stage, a bar stool, a spot like a microphone, and a and a crown apple on the rock sitting on the bar stool. Yeah. And if I could be on the road at least 45 weekends out of the year man that that's and a lot of comics understand that's that's a good year yeah that's a perfect year you know what i mean like i know a lot of comics wish for tv and movies and then this and that i just man i just love being on the road it's it's this it's something dope about getting in my car and driving to where i gotta be or or getting on that plane even though i hate flying and, and checking in into a hotel and and just chilling and get ready for the show man it's, it's something about that for us that may be weird for everybody else but for us, you know what I mean? You know, we're we're out till one o'clock in the morning and we go eat some shitty food somewhere, hopefully some wings somewhere. If not pizza, because that's usually all that's open or McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're back at the hotel and we'll sleep until two o'clock. <laughs> Are you um I don't mean to like I was we were at a good wrap up place, but now I'm really curious. When when you're performing like that and you're busy like that, are you always writing? Are you always adding to things? Like, what is that? I I, like I need to. I think in the pandemic, it that 
changed me because I went from my I, in three in my first three years, I had an hour. I had a DVD already in three years. Um, I don't know if you noticed if you saw all those clips I kept posting, the old clips. That was from my first DVD wow. nine years ago. Then four years after that, I had a no six years after that, I had a second DVD. And I did that joke, those jokes for about a year or two. And then I wrote another one than one I do now. And I've been doing the same set for four years. But now I'm at the point where people have come to see me over and over and over. And they're like, hey, man, we love you. But dog, you're going to do something new. And, you know, I add a little bit to it. But for the most part, when you're a comic, even, even you're tired of your set. You know what I mean? It's it's time to go. You know, I've, I've, I've added some little ad libs to it, but not enough to where it's a new 45. Like right now, if I scrap everything I had and I started over, I'm probably at about eight minutes. You know what I mean? Of, of, of the 45, I'm doing eight minutes of that is new material that I wrote this year. Yeah. So I just I, I just need to get back into the swing. I got to go back to to uh, the, the gym, as we call it, the open mic. Yeah, I need to go that's, back that's to open mics and, and work on it. I, around here, there's not a lot of open mics open, and then it's like I'll go to I'll do shows, and I hate to say it like this, but like I'll go do shows if I get booked. It's hard to justify going to open mics, um, even though you, I needed to practice. But it's like if I'm going to go out in public and and risk, you know, I got to get paid. <laughs> I got to be getting paid. Yeah, I'm gonna pick and choose. So yeah, tricky right now. I get yeah. it. And how long you been doing comedy? Um, I'm at like five years. Yeah, yeah, and once you start, usually about about, and I tell comments on this to my, and this is how I see things. When you're when you're under five years, open mic is like your thing. Oh man, I'm going open mic, going mic. But when you get over five and you start booking and traveling, and you're like, man, I ain't going to open mic tonight. I ain't got nothing to work on. I ain't going to open mic tonight. I am gonna go to open mic. I ain't going to open mic tonight. Man, I got shows this weekend. I can work it on the week. You know what I'm saying? Once you start traveling, I noticed that for me. And I, I, I got out of the habit of going to open mic. And now I'm like, I need to start going to open mic. Even if, you know, getting up there to show these kids, hey, Ken been doing it 14 years. Even Ken bomb, you know what I'm saying? Even 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 Ken works on me. I just want them to see that how I, that I can start over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can start I over a fresh really set and, and start over. And so that's like, my goal. That's my goal. Professional acts and yeah. how you treat people. I think that also is, is really nice, but uh, yeah, good stuff. Even even connecting with you like this is helpful because it makes me think about my set and think about what I want. And then, you know, and hopefully with you too, it's like, and then you and then you go create and you go do something and stuff. That's yeah, like, man, yes, ma'am. Um, Ken, where can people fi find you or follow you? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Ken Miller 30, um, K-E-N Miller 30. And then you can find me on uh, Facebook at Ken Miller Comedy, uh, K-E-N Miller Comedy. Um, it's K-E-N, Ken, not Ken, K-I-N. Like this lady spelled it. Can you see that? She spelled it This Ken. is the firehouse sub. She spelled it K-I-N. <laughs> I was like, what? In, or, or if I go to Starbucks, it's C-A-I-N-E. That's how they spell Ken. Because I'm country. So I'd be like, Ken. And they'd be like, Ken. And I'd be like, whatever. I'll take it. I'll take it. So yeah, Ken Miller 30 on Instagram and, and at Ken Miller Comedy is my fan page on Facebook. Awesome. Please go and follow Ken. Uh, thank you so much, Ken, for taking Thanks the for time having to me. today. Thank you. So great. I cannot wait to run into you at another festival. I can't wait to work with you again and do more comedy yes, uh, in the future. So take care and we will see you next time. Everybody, thanks for listening to Wings with Friends. We will see you next time. Good night. Bye-bye.